When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. Razabani for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. I'm delighted to have with me today, Mr. Spencer Oliver. Uh, Spencer, firstly, I want to say happy 30th birthday, my friend. How are we doing? <laughs> yeah, we're all, <laughs> we're all right, mate. I wish I was, but trust me. Yeah, but I'm good. I'm good. Do you know what? It was not, I never had a bad day yesterday, considering, the, you know, that we're in, we're in lockdown at the moment. Went up to Cannes Town with my daughter, had a little walk around there, got a bit of food up there. Yeah, it was all right, man. It was quite nice. Yeah. Not your usual celebrations. No, definitely not. Definitely not. But it, do you know what? It's sort of like, yeah, it's quite, it's quite nice waking up early this morning, still feeling fresh. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it was good. And a good set of hair as well. <laughs> it's coming, isn't it? It is. I just saw a, um, on your story, Instagram story, the clinic obviously put, sent you a birthday message in it and then put the before and after pictures on it. Crazy. You can tell the difference. Mate, the British Hair Clinic is the place to go and get your hair done. Like this was just gone. Like, and they, yeah, they've done an amazing job, man. They're um, yeah, really, really good. Um, Spent. Let's go straight into it. Yesterday, it was either repeat uh, or revenge for Dylan White. Um, it was revenge. He avenged his defeat against Alexander Povetkin. Um, how did you assess his performance? Do you know what? I've, there was so much pressure on his shoulders because Dylan was in a position. And I know that people were saying, oh, how can you say that his career is over? I wasn't saying, he, but I was, he was in a position where if he had lost the game, it would have been very, very difficult road back, you know, because Dillian's box office fighter, you know, he's up there, right ranks up there. We've got some big names out there at the moment. You know, you're Alexander Usyk, Deontay Wilder, Andy Ruiz Jr., Philip Hergovic, Joe Joyce. There's loads of names out there. You know, Andy Joshua, obviously, and Tyson Fury, they're doing their thing. So he, he was in a must-win situation to keep himself up there and put himself, hopefully he gets reinstated now as mandatory contender for the WBC title. So he'll get a shot at the winner of Fury-Joshua. But that's a two-fight deal they've signed, and that could turn into a trilogy. You know, if they win one each, it might happen. They might, they might have the rubber match. They might have the third one. So Dillian needed to win to keep his name up there so that he can still have these big fights. Because people have been talking about, well, does now Dillian sort of take an easy path and wait for his opportunity? He's not that type of person. Dillian White will want to look for the big names. I, I, I know Eddie was talking about Deontay Wilder last night and a, a showdown of him would be great. And I know that, you know, um, I mentioned Andy Ruiz Jr. as well. You know, that's another great fight. Ruiz Jr. is looking to come back on the comeback trail. So there's big names out of big fights for him. So he needed the win. And he needed to look impressive doing it. And do you know what impressed me was the way he went out there. He didn't, he, he didn't mess about. He jumped straight on him, you know, tried to take him out, rocked him a couple of times with the right hand, realised that the timing wasn't quite there because Bevekin's most dangerous when he's hurt. 
He took his foot back off the gas, kept the distance, working the jab well, found the range, and the uh, and the finish was was brilliant, mate. It was um yeah, it was a first class performance for me, and, and with what was the pressure that was on his shoulders, yeah, he impressed me, and he's put himself right back in the mix. I remember the day after the the first fight, Dylan White, no excuses. He got beat, he got caught by a mm-hmm. shot, and he took it like a man. And, and since the last six, seven months, he's been very cool, calm, collective about the whole situation. We saw him in his ring walk, jumping uh, quite high in excitement, yeah. uh, looking forward to getting in the ring. And then talk to me about that first round, because they were both throwing bombs. They was, they was, mate. Like, you know what? Dylan was really pumped. He looked focused when he come out. Like you say, you know, it was not that normal, slow stroll into the into the ring, he was jumping up high. You could tell that he was pumped. You knew he was going to have a fast start. I think that he recognised before that he hurt Avetkin early and he didn't really catch him cleanly, but he was hurting him every time he caught him. And I think he's, uh, the, the idea was to start fast, tag him and try and get the job done. Um, but they were both loading up that first round. It was like edgy seat stuff. So I just respected him for that. You know what? Because, he, you know, there was a lot on the line for him. You know, as in another loss here would have been so damaging. But, you know, he give the guy credit, man. He'd done that and then he took his foot off. He's moving around, found a rage, picked the shots brilliantly. Yeah, I loved it. I thought it was a first-class performance. He's a danger, by the way, for any heavyweight in the world, any heavyweight in the world. You know, and I think that that's why it was so important that Dillian needed to get the victory here because Dillian's that guy. He's like the, the, the chairman of the who needs him, who wants him club in the heavyweight division because he's dangerous, really dangerous. Um, and so no one really wants to fight him if they don't have to. So that's why he needed that position so that he's holding the cards because another loss there. And then who's going to want to fight him? No one would give him the opportunity. No one would want to fight him. So that's, that's why it was important. You know, I've heard people on social media talking about, well, you know, you've only got to look at the likes of Derek Chisora, who's still boxing box office. And, you know, he's lost 10 fights. Yeah, but Derek Chisora is different to Dillian White, as in the, the fighters will give Derek the opportunity, you know, like you, you, sort of Joseph Parker's, your Alexander Usyk and stuff, you know, they, and Dillian White, because they know that Derek's going to bring it, but they've got belief that they'll beat him. But I think a lot of these heavyweights know that going in with Dillian White is a dangerous thing to do. The guy's very heavy-handed, you know, quite unorthodox with his style, quite unpredictable. You know, he's dangerous and they know that he'll bring the heat. So it was important that he got that victory. I'm pleased for him as well. You know, we all know the story with the, you know, waiting for the shot and falling at the final hurdle after putting his title on the line, you know, against the likes of Parker, against the likes of Avekin. When he didn't need to do that, you know, he could have sat it out. So give the man respect and yeah, great performance. I loved it. Spence, uh, how much can Dylan still improve? We know his amateur career wasn't long. We know he's only had 30, 31 odd fights um he's 34 years of age so he's not getting any younger but how much can he still improve uh, do you know what it is it's all about little adjustments not improvements i think what you see is what you get with Dylan, but it's about the adjustments and getting the tactics right that's what's the important thing at that top level as we saw in the first fight with Vekin, he switched off momentarily and they got paid the price because that's what good fighters do they see the opportunity and take it with the, you know, but with this one, what Dylan done was genius. He's brought in Harold Shallow Knight, who you know, who's got history with heavyweights. We know his history with Lennox Lewis, and he avenged the losses for Lennox Lewis against Oliver McCall and the same Rackman. 
So he knows how to make those little adjustments. Xavier Miller's doing a good job anyway. He's a great, he's a great young trainer coming through, but he needed that experience in the corner to give Dillian that added extra confidence. I think that's what was missing. Um, and it's not like Harold Knight just turned up on the night. He'd been in camp since October. So they'd learned, they gelled together and you could see those slight adjustments. And that's what, and, and that, that's the difference between winning and losing at top level. You know, and, and so I think that was a genius move by um, Dillian White. And that shows, you know, that that he wants to win that world title because he's, he, he's doing everything that needs to be done. Spence, a word on Povetkin. Uh, he took some big, big shots in that fight before that uh, before getting stopped. Uh, probably bigger shots than the, the shots that yeah. put him down in the first fight. So what would you like to see from Povetkin now? Call it a day now. He's obviously achieved everything potentially can. Yeah. Yeah, he's done. Yeah, he's you know, was he 41 years of age now? Been there, seen it, done it, won the world title, you know, like won the world title, won the Olympic title, won the Olympic gold. Nothing more for him to achieve. You know, he proved that we could see that right from the off. He looked slower even than the last time they boxed. I was surprised how durable he was because he took some big bombs in there and he stayed on his feet, but his legs looked unsteady from round one, you know, and that's that's the first thing that you can see with a fighter. When a fight is starting to go and he's starting to get past his prime and he's on the way back down, you know, the legs go. And, and that's, that, was, that was clearly evident from round one. As soon as you hit him, he was all over the place. And so I think, yeah, the time is now. The time, he's, he, he's been a great ambassador for our sport. He's, you know, he's done everything, that, everything and more that a fighter would want to achieve. You know, um, he's a superstar where he comes from. Yeah, it's time to, time to hang up the gloves now. Um, yeah, take a, a long, well-earned rest because he deserves it. He put up a great performance, Ed, by the way. You know, he was still trying to bring it. He was trying to tough it out. You know, respect to the man. But he, you could definitely see this is, this boxing game is, uh, is father time waits for no one, you know, and it, there's always a time to hand over the baton. Every fighter gets there. You know, mentally, they, they, they think they've still got it, but physically they can't. You know, they're a little bit off the pace, a bit like a footballer, you know, that, that's going to premiership. And as he's getting older and he loses that pace, they sort of drop down the leagues. And, and boxing's a bit similar to that as well. Only thing difference with boxing is that, you know, you get hurt. So I think that, that I think the timing's right for, yeah, for him to retire now. Perfectin's give us some great nights, but yeah, the time is now to retire. And Spencer, obviously on, on Dylan's mentality and the way he handled the pressure, he mentioned yesterday that he had a baby boy who was four months old and he hadn't seen him. He wasn't there when he was born. He's seen pictures of him or videos with him, but shows how much, how important this fight was for him and how much he kind of left behind to sacrifice to make sure he came in in the best possible shape. Absolutely. Listen, sacrifice is, is, the, is the biggest thing in our sport. If you don't sacrifice in this sport, if you cut corners, you get found out. You know, and Dillian doesn't do that. He gives it 110%. You know, the guy lives, eats, sleeps it. And that's why he's successful. He's passionate about the sport. Anyone that's passionate about anything, that'll carry him anywhere in life. And Dillian is so passionate about boxing and about what he wants to achieve and what he wants to get out of the sport that he makes those sacrifices. And that's not easy. Look, Raz, you, you know, you've got a young baby and you know how tough it is when you've got to leave the baby at home and you're going away and stuff. You know, I've, I've, been, I've been in that position myself and it is really, really tough. So, yeah, you've got to take your hat off to him for giving it every single, every single opportunity. 
Dylan hasn't shied away. He's fought Povetkin back to back. He fought Chisora twice, Parker, Oscar Rivas. Mm. It's unlikely he's going to get a shot at Fury or AJ for those titles anytime soon. They yeah. could, like you said, they could be locked in for two fights, potentially a trilogy. Uh, and the belts might even get fragmented over yeah. a period of time. But they talked about Deontay Wilder uh, at the post-fight interview. Is, is that a fight he goes into? Um, yeah, I like it. I like it. I, do you know what other fight I really like with Dillian White is Andy Ruiz Jr. Just because styles make fights and that would be a great fight. I'd love to see Andy Ruiz Jr. in with Dillian. Philip Hogovic, just not forget about him. The animal. He, you know, he's a dangerous guy as well. Um, and he's sort of there or thereabouts. Alexander Usyk now is developing into a heavyweight. You know, so it's going to be interesting with him. Joe Joyce, you know, keeps keeps pulling off victories. Some big names out there, big fights out there for him. And I know Dillian wants them all as well. So, yeah, they're the sort of fights that I'd like to see him in with. I'd love to see him in with Deontay Wilder. Wilder wouldn't give him the opportunity before when he was champion. He didn't see the need for it. Now, all of a sudden, there could be some interest. You know, because Wilder's sort of right out of the picture and he's got nowhere to go. So that makes sense. That's a great fight. Gideon White versus Wilder's a great fight. Can White like knock out Wilder? Huh? Can White knock out Wilder? I think he can, yeah. Yeah. But Wilder's one of those guys that can knock anyone out as well. That's what makes him exciting. He's very explosive. So, you know, and they're the sort of fights we want. They're the sort of fights where, where you, you, don't, you know that at any given point, the fight could be turned on its head. And they're the sort of, you know, they're the heavyweight fights. That's why we're so fortunate at the moment that we've got so many good heavyweights out there. You know, your top 10 heavyweights that you mentioned out there, and they, they, they're all in the mix. We're going to get some great fights over the next couple of years in the heavyweight division. You know, Joshua Fury going to be doing their thing, and they might keep all the belts there for a while, but it's, there's a great tier of boxers out there as well. We're going to see, yeah, it's going to be an interesting couple of years in the heavyweights. Okay, um, Spent just very quickly before I let you go, um, I just want to quickly touch on, um, I don't know if you heard this week, uh, Everlast, Everlast announced a historic pledge where they will sign uh, 52 fighters uh, this year to their brand. Um, yeah. They came up with obviously the female fighters first, um, Chantal Cameron, Natasha Jonas, um, and Sandy Ryan, who's going to be mm-hmm. turning professionals soon, um, to go alongside with those that they already have, people like Conor Ben, Ramna Ali, um, Joshua Boats, etc., um, this, this can only be good for the sport of boxing. Massively. Of course it is, man. Like, you know, to, to it's, it supports the boxer. So, yeah, it's only really good for the boxer. It creates the awareness of the boxer and, and financially the boxer's getting looked after as well. So, yeah, it's, it's brilliant for the sport. Just shows you how our sport's growing, by the way. You know, boxing was has gone from being sort of a niche sport. It's, it's now a mainstream sport. And that's a lot of that's down to Eddie Hearn and what he's done. You know, he's... he's he, he's sort of, um, he, he's changed it. You know, he's opened it to a wider audience, um, you know, because boxing events now, where they use boxing shows, were boxing shows, they're now events, you know, where, you know, they're, they're glamorous. People want to go. You know, I've got Nicola that wants to come to all the big fights now. It's never, you still want to do that. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So what I'm saying is, it's like, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's op- Eddie's opened it up to a wider audience because he's made it an event. You know, it's it, it's a cool thing to be at. So yeah. Okay, thank you, Spence, so much for jumping on Sunday. I know it's family day on a Sunday normally, so I appreciate you oh, jumping pleasure. on. Uh, and uh, I'm sure there's a lot of events coming up in in April. We've got Frampton Herring next week on Friday Williams. Back end of the month, early May, we've got Chisora Parker. So no doubt you'll be uh, you'll be receiving a text message uh, in due course. Listen, 
I, I look forward to those text messages. You know that. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> All right, bro. Spencer Oliver, IFL TV. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast, sponsored by William Hill, in association with Lonsdale MTK Global. Sports Social Podcast Network.